0: Welcome back to Pro Mum. This podcast is again with Charles, financial controller at Drum. But this time I'm speaking to him about returning from paternity leave. Here's what he had to say. Uh, so we have Charles back with us today. Um, the last time I spoke to you, you was going on paternity leave. Uh, you've had it. You've been back a couple of months. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to like check in with you and see how your opinions might have changed or what hasn't changed or all the exciting things that have been happening. Um, so I guess if you cast your mind back to the first day that you come back into the office in May, yeah. uh, did it seem daunting to you in in any way?
1: Um, yes and no. It was an odd, in, in many cases it was an odd um, situation because... The chap who'd come in as my parental cover yeah. had, for a number of reasons, not been able to make it to the end of uh, the end of the contract. Yeah. We were going to have a couple of weeks handover, and it was a nice, gentle introduction. He he left six weeks early, which meant that for the last two months of my six months' leave, I was juggling phones and emails yeah. as if I was. Not working, but I was keeping an eye on everything. Um, And I adjusted my keep in touch days or shared parental leave in touch days um, around the fact that he wasn't going to be there. So there were, rather than the, I'm going to come in to to kind of have catch-ups with everybody, understand what the business is doing, have some training. It became, I'm going to come in for two days to make sure monthly reporting or the, the the budget has gone in correctly, yeah. Um, which it is what it is. Um, in many ways, it helped. It probably got me back into things quicker. Um, so, from a work point of view, I certainly wasn't daunted. I think I had the same. Uh, <coughs> I think I had the same concerns that that a lot of parents uh, do, which is, you know, whatever. Flavour of split uh, parental leave has, has happened. Um, both parents are back at work full time, and we've got a nursery or childminder situation going on. How is that going to work? How's it going to feel? Um, and because my wife is, is quite a preparer um, and had been told that the first couple of weeks of nursery, um, children always come back with huge bugs, and everyone's ill, and you have to take time off work. We decided to essentially preempt that, so she went into nursery. My daughter went into nursery um, two full time two weeks before I came back. Right. Okay. um, And was absolutely fine. So I essentially had two weeks of almost entirely holiday, based from home. Um, I ended up coming in for tax train, coming into the office for tax training, um, and doing lots of other things. Yeah. But it was a much smoother transition uh, in that sense yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, that sounds really clinical. I'd extracted all the value from my leave that I was going to, and yeah. it was just kind of continuing. Uh, and then definitely got to a point where you know, I thought you know my daughter would progress a lot more if she was surrounded by lots of other babies, rather than just being at home with me and going out a couple of times a day, maybe to see me and see another baby and another parent. Who my mother, um, and and yeah, go to the shop. She's going to get a lot more from spending ten hours with eight other babies and people who are, you know, her age. Her, well, not only her age, but yeah. um, you know the the support workers at nursery who yeah. you know eat, live, and breathe that kind of stuff, and are on the face of it very very happy to do it, and they really enjoy it. Um, you know, if we'd had a different experience and she hadn't enjoyed nursery it would be an entirely different game but you know touch real wood um, we we've been really lucky she's really enjoyed nursery key supporters key supporters key support workers uh, really like her um, yeah she's got great guns and our our location um, the off- our office location versus uh, our nursery means that I almost every day leave at about quarter past five uh, to get to nursery before it finishes at six. Yeah. To take her home. Um, but I regularly get into the office an hour before the start of the day, so Yeah yeah. There's no there's no guilt in in that.
0: Yeah, so are you working it out in terms of like does your wife drop off and you pick up? Or are you
1: like, how's that that working out? Uh, You would not be surprised, maybe you would would be, but I'm sure (laughs) lots of other parents would not be surprised to find out that the version of the the schedule we're on now is not the version we started with. And there have been a number of disagreements about how one of us viewed the schedule versus how the other one was was kind of doing it. We did have a particularly spectacular... Uh, not spectacular falling out, but suddenly a spectacular difference of opinion in, uh, in how things were working. Um, and my wife actually um, uh, quit her, her full-time job uh, and has started her own agency um, since, since, no not since she went back to work, before I went back to work, um, but the actual final day happened while we were both at work and uh, I don't think I don't think I gave enough value to the fact that it was a very kind of important day for her so a miscommunication uh, suddenly became a rather big issue um, and uh, yeah but in the main it has worked really well and currently now she drops off in the morning and I pick up in the after- late afternoon
0: yeah, yeah. okay so that's, that's- That's good. Have there been any, like, times where, like, trains have got in the way, or whatever, and you've turned up late, and...
1: Um, not really late, late. Um, they've, uh, the, the nursery technically closes at six, which I think is, is quite a good, like, if we're late, properly late, then someone else is having to stay after work to look after a child until we turn up, which is you know, quite guilt-inducing. Yeah. If it was a case of it being open for another two or three hours, I've got no doubt it would be a different matter. Yeah. Um, and the nursery finishes at six, and I think there are eight or ten uh, children in my daughter's class. And I quite often get there at quarter to six, and she's quite often the last child there, right. which... Yeah, and the mind boggles at all of these parents that somehow have their children in for the full day but then pick them up kind of very soon after five o'clock which seems yeah. to be the the main because I'm only twenty ish minutes away from but yeah, yeah. everyone's got a different situation and
0: uh yeah but I guess it goes to show that it, like people are making it work somehow you don't you don't know how they're making it work but they're make, they're making it work
1: um, yeah. yeah yeah and um uh, the, yeah, some of, the, some of the good advice we had when, when picking a nursery was um, good but, but close beats excellent but further away because you are doing that trip twice a day yeah. quite often under time pressure of I've got to get to work or I've got to get back to nursery yeah. um, and uh, we, had, we had a nursery that was quite literally the end of our road yeah. but didn't quite rub properly with us. We didn't quite get on with the, the manager when we went there. Um, and then the the nursery we ended up with is only slightly out of the way compared to the one at the end of our road, um, but is is perfect. And also very reasonably priced for a nursery in London, which, uh, which is hugely appreciated.
0: Yeah. Do you think... Do you think companies could would benefit from having on site kind of like oh pressures my Lord. or like? So,
1: so that is such a Pandora's box. Um,
0: that's why I'm asking. It. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, there, I, I, there is a very interesting kind of almost case study with I think it's Google, mm-hmm. where <laughs> there are proper um, articles about this. If anyone's interested, that they can go and read. But essentially Google set up uh, a crash uh, a uh, childcare solution in Palo Alto, their head office. Um, and I can't remember, it was for 50, 100 kids. Obviously Google grew to a humongous company, yeah. and suddenly the kind of supply and demand characteristics meant that this creche uh, was almost the preserve of the very, very senior people at Google who for whom money was no object. Yeah. So not only did it become... Uh, not only was there very little capacity for the you know, everyday programmer who earned $100,000, yeah. but it, for you know, people who were very well paid, the price uh, kind of skyrocketed because you know, if you're a senior vice president at Google in charge of you know buttons... cost isn't really one of your constricting factors what you want is the absolute best Um, and I I believe the way they've solved this is essentially by having a second class nursery Wow! so they have because they couldn't get rid of there was a bit of an outcry from the more junior members of staff but all the senior members of staff took this as a really valuable perk and so they couldn't get rid of it because they would annoy the senior members of staff but the junior members of staff wanted something and rather than kind of biting the bullet and just having one large single status they i believe they have actually started a cheaper and bigger uh, secondary crash but yeah it's uh it's it's a really it's a really odd one because um I've no doubt that lots of parents would uh, like the idea of uh, a creche in their workplace, but I think a surprising number of new parents move jobs Mm -hmm. after their children have been born, and the consistency of keeping your child in the same creche, if it's good, um, that is outside of of work, uh, certainly for me, I think is is better aside from the fact that you know i'm sure there are very important people in our building who have a child the same age as me that have very different desires when it comes to their child's nursery and yeah, yeah. at that point who who wins um, is it the you know is it the senior person is it the most junior person is it somewhere in the middle yeah it's a it's very hard to keep everyone happy and also not make it a really expensive boondoggle of a benefit. Yeah, Um, okay, that's fair
0: and interesting. Um, Was there anything that you felt that you really struggled with whilst you was on leave? Yeah,
1: it was really lonely, Okay. really lonely. Um, If if you accept the really lazy premise uh, that women are more sociable than men, Mm -hmm. which is a lazy premise, but it, and, it, and it doesn't even work in my relationship my wife is, we're both introverts but she grew up with essentially societal pressure of you know, women should be social butterflies yeah. so she has kind of pushed through that um, and is very good she's very good at networking she's very good at striking up a conversation with a stranger in a queue at the supermarket in fact, one of her uh, friends one of her, friends, uh, one of her, her mother friends she met because I can't remember what the issue was. There was an issue, and my mother suggested to my wife that um, Guinness was the answer to whatever the problem was. Yeah, iron deficiency. For iron expert, for iron, obviously. Yeah, for iron. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so my wife, with my daughter, I think in within the first couple of months of her birth, strapped to her chest, had gone to our local Sainsbury's and was kind of carrying a four pack of Guinness and uh, this other mother behind her essentially tapped her on the shoulder and said, it's a strong look uh, you know, everything okay and in that kind of emotional vulnerability you have when you've just had a baby I think my wife was quite brutally honest with her and this woman ended up waiting about outside for her and uh, they struck up a friendship I don't know if it's just the difference between men and women um, I don't know if it's Uh, I have a friend who uh, Is kind of like the main uh, The main parent Who's uh, uh, the the husband In the marriage um, Who bemoans the fact that All of the Parent and baby situation Is mother and baby Yeah Um, But I would say A lot of the time I was able to Kind of Keep myself satisfied, yeah. um, But it was, it was kind of stiflingly lonely at times. Um, I think after you've got a, after I, I got a handle on, on what was going on, and that was quite quick because I had spent. Um, so I went off in mid-November, and then essentially we went travelling for three weeks in South America and then my wife used up her holiday from when I was off until the end of the year so I, again I've got an induction Yeah. Um, so yeah after a few weeks in in early January I felt that I at least knew what to expect or could deal with the unexpected and yeah it was yeah it was interesting there certainly isn't the um, There certainly isn't the structure specifically for men. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that is uh, generically parent and baby but is almost baby. exclusively mother and baby. Yeah. And um, especially with the vast majority of men coming in after um, their partner has already kind of established some kind of network or or yeah. routine, kind of coming in cold at that point was quite hard because you we are trying to sort of group join groups that had already been going for, in my case, six, seven months. Yeah. Um
0: so you were still going then to the ones that uh, your, so, your so wife had like kind of established a relationship with people and other yeah, baby not, group not, and you were still going or? Yeah, not a
1: huge amount. Okay. Um but our antenatal group, um, Still went and did uh, a few things with them. I got added to the to the mum's WhatsApp group, which was a somewhat weird experience.
0: All the insights you've got. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, that was yeah. That was a kind of <laughs> five six month. All of the babies were. You know, everyone had had a bit of experience, and it wasn't quite the you know the famous. I'm up at three o'clock in the morning. Who else is? This is so hard. Um, which I think is where the real value is. Um, <coughs> well, one of the real values is, um, but yeah, yeah.
0: 100%. So, is, did you try and look for other avenues to try and like meet other parents slash dads and find it hard, or is it just that it's just not, not there and readily available
1: and so? Um, good question. No, a lot of it was me. A lot of it was me just being quite happy to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And going back to what I said earlier on about getting to four months and thinking my daughter would probably be better served at a nursery now than staying at home with me. If I was more, you know, she did one thing in the morning, one thing in the afternoon, five days a week with different children and different groups of people, that may have been a different scenario, that yeah. wasn't something I fell into um, and I didn't really search it out, Yeah. Um, partly because I'm very conscious of money, yeah, we yeah. were talking about my wife quitting a job to set up an agency. own um, agency, we discovered we were pregnant I think, was it three weeks or like six weeks after I started at Drum? Um, which meant I think I had just qualified for the right to take Shedmer at yeah. parental leave, but I didn't qualify for anything other than the minimum. Yeah. And just because of the way Omnicom structure it, I would have gotten a little bit, because rather than a lot early, they do uh, roughly the same amount, but spread over the entire time, which I think is good, yeah. but I just didn't benefit from it. Yeah. But I am benefiting uh, from another nice little policy they have, which is uh, a return to work bonus, okay. which is, I think, half a week's salary per month uh, extra for the first four or six months, depending on how long you've been here, Okay, that's which is nice, good for me. So it's but an
0: incentive to come back, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. why do you think it is like you mentioned earlier that a lot of pe- people decide once they have had a baby not to go back to the same job? Do you think it's that they're not being the policies aren't right in those places, and so like having a baby makes them question where they are, or why do you think? Yeah,
1: you know? it's a it's a tough one because it's a hundred percent multiple reasons, and it would be a bit reductionist to say. Um, That, for example, men go back to work and suddenly have this huge fire. Like lots of people talk about, you know, when they discover they're having a baby, get this fire that actually I need to earn more money to make my future secure and blah blah blah. blah. Um, But I know for some people, because I've had the conversations, that that happens when the baby has actually arrived or, you know, when you go back to work or whatever. Um, And then from the mother's point of view, it's the flexibility and things like that. Yeah. I. I'm in a very lucky position, uh, a odd position, where I am, to all intent and, and purpose, my own boss in terms of workflow. Yeah, day I, don't, extra, re- I yeah. don't really have anyone who gets to dictate outside of uh, a monthly reporting and an annual reporting schedule where I spend my time, um, so if I say I can leave at quarter past five, I Th- that's kind of my call. Yeah. Obviously, the weight is on my head. That if something's wrong and I'm not there, you know, I might get shouted at. But you know, uh, it will um, get
0: sorted eventually. It, it, yeah.
1: it will get sorted, and 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 that is that is my risk. Um, it, you know, the one thing the one thing I would say about drumming, particular, is that. So are the vast majority of the children, um, or the vast majority of the young children, are definitely uh, kind of concentrated within the leadership team, or belong to the leadership team. I wasn't meant to be a sick (laughs) one. So while I think it's probably fair to say that the vast majority of the... Where do I need to be in relation to my where my child is is still thought of by the mothers on the in the kind of the senior roles yeah. rather than the fathers. Um, I still you know I still see uh, you know Andy Holland who's I had a production uh, leaving early to go and pick up his kids from school or some holiday activities or whatever. Um, Andy Spray, our deputy MD, has, has taken time off when one of his kids was not very well. Uh, Luke, our MD, regularly, regularly. Um, I have noticed him kind of going for sports days and things yeah. like that. It might not be the, the kind of the, a lot of the day-to-day grind, yeah. but it's it's still something and it's still a good example um, I think for people who are thinking about this in the future, yeah, um, whether they whether they need to be more explicit about this, yeah, yeah. you know the whole signalling to kind of uh, try and beat presenteeism, like the senior boss walks through the office saying, oh, "I'm going to go, to day. I'm, I'm going to sports day," like make Maybe. a note of it just in case you want to do this kind of thing in the future. It's an acceptable office behaviour. Maybe we should have a whiteboard. <laughs> It's um, this afternoon? Sports Day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think I think lots of people make some really varied decisions on what is important to them when they're when they've kind of experienced a bit of how they're going to survive in in the kind of childcare or uh, that kind of arena. Some for some people that's finding a job that's close to home. Um, for some people that's finding a job with you know, maybe inbuilt childcare or with child, really good childcare next to it yeah. um, for, for some people that is you know, moving from a really big corporate down to a smaller in our case agency on the understanding that you you're maybe taking a step sideways but part of that deal is you are going to get a more flexible environment uh, explicitly yeah. Um, because most of the most of the flexibility I see on a day-to-day basis is it's not written into people's contracts. If you know, if, if group uh, or if there was a change of MD and they wanted to be tough about it, it would be a problem. But yeah. there is an inbuilt flexibility in the way we do things, which means we can we, we, we as parents can, can kind of it work make it work. Yeah. Which is. You know, I think people are too quick to write that, the value of that off. Mm. You, know, you might be able to move somewhere and get an extra five, ten grand, but if that means you lose that flexibility, is it is worth it? Really it? Over For over some people, it, yeah. it would be. For some people, yeah. uh, you know, it, I imagine it's a horrible realisation to move and realise it's something you haven't considered. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, prejudice. So have you found any like Whilst you was off Did you feel like you come under any scrutiny For like Taking paternity leave Or Because I think we kind of touched on this Before you went Like some people were like But you're the dad Why are you Yeah um, <coughs> Was there any of that? So,
1: yeah I mean So for context the podcast right, I'm 6'2 I'm, I'm a very big guy uh, People tend not to disagree with me as a, as a matter of, well, fact, I suppose. Um, I So I I fully expect that there were some people that might have said something that, because it was me, didn't. Yeah. Um, I think some of my friends who, shall we say, are a little bit more old-fashioned, either from an upbringing or maybe a bit more of a traditional education, certain schools have, uh, I think, yeah, they, they have said, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do, isn't it going to affect your career, um, what, are the, what are the other crackers, um, well yeah, the, So the, isn't it going to affect your career, I mean the, the quick answer is, it would have affected my wife's career a lot more if she'd taken an entire year off, yeah. in our view. So, hopefully, the two of us taking six months off, it's going to affect both of our careers in the same way, which is, you know, we're a team, that's, that's the, the right, yeah. the fair thing to do. Um, you know, We don't earn the same amount of money, and it was a significant financial hit for me to take uh, parental leave. We, have, we do have a number of friends, um, and again, everyone has a different scenario where the chap earns quite a bit more than uh, the father earns more than the mother and the argument has always been we can't afford for me to take time off and that may be explicitly true but it's not it's not about the current situation it's about the future running of both your relationship and your relationship with your baby and kind of your baby's relationship with their parents, with a view to you know nursery, the doc, the GPs, um, your family, uh, and it's it's kind of leaning in to take an active role in your child's growing up. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, yeah, that's a it's a sacrifice, but I think it's one that's worth making.
0: Yeah. How do you think you close that gap then? Because obviously in terms of pe- people that are in that situation where one person earns significantly much more than the other, um, but both of them want to take that shared parental leave? Like, am obviously putting you on the spot here, but is there anything that you've maybe thought of along the way where you've gone like, oh, this would be a really good solution to that, or?
1: <coughs> so, there are a number of countries, um, I think some of the Scandi countries, Iceland and not sweden i think iceland another one essentially have uh use it or lose it leave for parents maybe uh, for dads maybe it is sweden uh which is you know a a portion of the uh, parental leave is put aside for dads and if they don't use it then the mother doesn't get to use it they just get a short amount of time right okay which in theory incentivizes Incentivizes the father to use the leave. Um, I don't know. There's of me that thinks you shouldn't force someone to do something that they actively don't want to do. Um, you know, there are a whole, you know, there are a bunch of relationships that you know have been going on for years before kids are involved that probably have a a couple of interesting uh, dynamics from a from kind of a gender identity point of view, like who's responsible for, for what, um, and whether it's the role of the government to step in and say, no, this should happen, I think, I think there are a lot of, it's going to be a slow burn, there's a lot of um, uh, misunderstanding and misinformation. Uh, And it's going to take more men Talking about it Um, It's probably going to take more I think this is From a PR point of view And an information point of view It's as much about talking to mothers As it is about talking to fathers Because you you can target all of your Ads And conversations at men But If men You've suddenly convinced a whole bunch of men That it's something they're interested in but their partner suddenly, you know, said, But, you know, it's my it's my entitlement to take a year off with my baby yeah, and yeah. you would be taking that away from me. Like there are there are a lot of these reasons work both yeah. both ways. Yeah, yeah. As much as they're benefits for the fathers, there yeah. um, they're also benefits for the mothers. Yeah. Um so I think I think government needs to talk to mothers as much as it does fathers
0: yeah do you think the um if you could have before i mean you might have done this naturally yourself anyway but say there was a scheme in government that meant that um it was like a bit like a help to buy isa right is how Mm. i see it just because that's the closest thing that i've got to (laughs) any knowledge it's like if you're planning to start a family in the next few years you could start putting certain money into a into an account and the government will give so much back to try and level out what might then be the gap between your salaries by both of you taking oh, parental leave. Do you see what I mean? Do you think, if you'd had that option, do you think you would have taken it? Hmm.
1: Yes, but that's a middle class problem because I would have, but I'm an accountant, so I would have likely known it existed, number one. Yeah. B, while it could be easier for me, I can afford to do this. I I make sure I take advantage of tax-free childcare, for example. Um, and if there are other things that might have popped up, yes, I would take advantage of them. But that money, in the grand scheme of things, it makes my life easier. But it's kind of what what role does government intervention need to play? Like if it's if it's a case of Telling all of the people that could afford to do it, from a household point of view, whether they you know, one earns more than the other or not, um, about it, so that they can make that decision, and then for people that can't afford to do it, providing financial support so that they you know, spend that time with their uh, with their child. I I, I would worry about um, providing. Another opportunity for money to be saved without being taxed. But again, being an accountant, like yeah. the number of, uh, you know, yeah, to save money into an ISA at the moment, uh, you know, you can save 20 grand a year after tax. Like yeah. the number of people that can, can afford to put 20 grand of income post tax aside, like, do they really need the help of yeah. not paying tax on their interest? I don't know, I don't think so. Um, you know, we, we essentially get exactly the same as helped by through tax-free childcare. You know, my wife and I put aside eight grand of our after-tax income a year, or will do, uh, and the government puts two grand in, which is a twenty-five percent bump right. It's a bit more than basic rate. It's not as much as, as higher or ad rate yeah. tax. Um, I think that that is about right. Seems about right. Doesn't come anywhere near covering the cost of childcare in London, but for childcare outside of London, anecdotally, uh, I believe it's it's more than enough. Yeah. And whether that should change so that people that live in London get even more benefit yeah, yeah. when it's totally uh, you know above and beyond what's needed outside of London. I'm not sure that would go down very well yeah, so yeah. I think government and the civil service kind of have to essentially plant a flag in the ground and say no we think this is the right amount um, and you know we get two grand of help to send our kids to nursery yeah, so yeah. we can go to work that's that's helpful yeah, yeah three grand would be more helpful one grand would be less helpful but you know it's something it is something yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. if you were to give advice to someone else now that was just about to go on to paternity leave, like, what would that one piece of advice
1: be? Ooh. Um, I think it would have to be... Don't expect there to be a script for what's going to happen. Yeah. I remember in, you know, after three weeks of travelling around uh, South America with my wife and daughter and... Kind of I suppose mm-hmm. another three weeks um, before and after Christmas with my wife and daughter at home uh, January the second I remember saying to my wife like shall we sit down and and write out a schedule of you know what the day looks like just so that I make sure I get the bottles in and the naps mm-hmm. in at the right time and she said she said there is no schedule like, what what I was working from uh, <coughs> two or three weeks ago or, or two months ago before you, you know, started pat leaf, is gone right? at that point she was five months old and she's now I don't know, seven months old yeah. like she, has, she is almost literally an entirely different person yeah. um, you know, she has a certain number of feeds a day sure, she has a certain number of naps uh, of a rough length um, but other than that it's, it's kind of choose your own adventure yeah. um and i think that was quite hard to to take in but as soon as i did you know you, each baby infant has a has their own personality you can't you know how they interact with you is going to be how they interact uh, different to how they interact with with their mother um so don't expect it to be the same embrace the differences and uh Yeah, just strap in and hold on tight because it's going to be a it's going to be a fun ride and and you will you know it's a point of difference you will you will have an experience that lots of your friends family won't have had at this point in time fingers crossed in the future that won't be the case but um, you know it's in many ways unexplored territory you can make of it as much or as little as you want in terms of interaction with the outside world. Um, yeah. Good luck.
0: <laughs> Do you think, I, I guess in some ways that probably already answers this question, but I was going to say, like, is there anything you wish you had been able to prepare yourself for, or is the answer just like that you can't prepare yourself for anything to so be prepared to not be prepared?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, and I think this is the case for women as well, the isolation, I think most people struggle with at some point. Yeah. Um, how people deal with that is very different. And you know, some some people kind of fall back on organisation and right. I'm going to do this at ten, this at twelve, this at two, this at four, and then I'm back. Um, and some people do a lot more pick and mix. Um, yeah, I think if I had maybe been a bit more aware of how isolating it was, um, and intense it was, just just being with, with one person for eight, nine hours a day while my wife is at work.
0: And they can't um, speak.
1: Uh, and They can't speak. They can communicate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and again, it's, my, my daughter's now 15 months, 14, 15 months old. And her levels of communication are are growing every day. She can can nod and shake her head at things she does or doesn't want to do. Um, She can um, tell you if her nappy needs to be changed. She can... And to some degree, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, six months very early on versus, you know, there have been a couple of ideas... And a couple of companies, I think even Omnicom has a policy where you have you know, a certain amount of admittedly unpaid leave spread over your child's first 18 years yeah. that you can take. Uh, I don't think this is Omnicom policy, but it's been suggested in some parts. You can take a year of leave over your child's first 18 years, whether that is a whole year at the beginning or it's six months at the beginning and then six months over the next... Uh, 17 years or whatever's appropriate. Um, I think that would be that would be interesting. Um, and I think I might have mentioned this before, but I think if my wife and I have a second child, we will probably both try to have the same amount of leave. I think we'll probably both go down to four months each. Okay. Or four and a half, with the view of putting uh, child number two into nursery a bit earlier. Um, because I I think we both thought we would that that would be for the best both from our point of view and the child's
0: In terms of uh, (coughs) as in a bit like what you were saying of um, you felt like your daughter was ready then to have interactions with different kinds of people from that side of things and from your sanity kind of like loneliness point of
1: view Both points of view Um, and Know, second children in theory have someone to learn from in the way the first children don't kind of closer to their level so just hypothesizing but you no know, I would assume that the second any second child would be able to learn slightly faster than uh, our daughter did yeah um,
0: and then in terms of like now obviously you've done it and yeah. um, is there anything that you think companies could be doing better to Um, either make it easier in terms of parental leave or just, like, encourage it if people do want to do it?
1: Mm. So I don't know if this is just our company-specific and the way our company, because we don't have... We have HR support from a group level. We don't have uh, anyone within our company who is responsible for HR. Um, Things like keeping touch days... And engagement with with the wider agency, I think that could be done better. Yeah. Um, There could be a mixture of more planning and more um, kind of company side. This is what we want. You know, this is what how we want it to to come out. Not in a prescriptive way, but in a we've thought about this as well, rather than it's kind of fine. You can you can do it, but you're going to sort everything out yourself.
0: Yeah, like it's almost as if they value you and it's like not when you walk through the door because it's your uh, it's your day to come in that people are like, oh, what are you doing in? It's like everyone knows that you're coming in because it's yeah. already been planned like that. <coughs> yeah, like,
1: and be- if it's, um, you know, there are always going to be things that fall through the crack, but, you know, things like training, um, things like company events. Yeah. I think like you were... Mentioning a bit earlier on about something similar to help to buy to allow people to save, I think you know the idea of essentially deferring part of your salary you know, from when you know that you're going to have a baby, mm-hmm. like suddenly start putting a hundred quid aside each month if you can afford it, um, and the company kind of keeps that money and then gives it to you when you're off yeah. um, to kind of smooth out cash flow. That might be helpful.
0: Should we end on saying one thing that you most enjoyed about your paternity leave, like, or why why you for you personally, paternity leave was such a good thing?
1: Um, yeah. So from a from a kind of cold clinical point of view, for me, paternity leave was a good thing because it established in the eyes of. Uh, everyone outside of my family that my wife and I were taking equal roles in raising our child. Yeah. It also established to my daughter that we were taking uh, as equal roles as she deemed appropriate. Um, we, I have had a period of being the favourite uh, parent uh, that started just after I came back to work. Um, I have also... Had a period where I was not the favourite parent. That has ended quite recently, and I've gone back to a bit of maybe not quite so extreme favouritism, but I've gone back to being the favourite.
0: Um, <laughs> It'll be interesting <coughs> to see what your wife said about. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, she, she no, does no. great. She does great. She does
1: agree. Um, From a, what was the thing I enjoyed most? Yeah, I enjoyed developing a, a connection with my daughter. Uh, I enjoyed working out what made her laugh, what she enjoys. Um, those kind of shortcuts and, and little hacks that uh, I didn't need to kind of rub my head, scratch my head, turn to my wife and say, "I don't know how to stop it, make uh, make 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 it stop crying." Yeah. You know, why don't you step in? Like, there's just as much. Uh, I have got just as much ability to to solve that problem as she does. And yeah. From a specific, but I think more more. General point. I think that's it's important for for couples.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much for speaking to me before you obviously went on maternity leave and then then coming back and speaking to me again. Another Pro Mum podcast. A special thanks once again to Charles for speaking to me. It's certainly got me thinking about how can we help more people wanting to take paternity leave, but perhaps maybe have some doubts or don't feel confident or have social pressures. I hope you also found it interesting. The music on this podcast is called Good Morning and credit goes to the composer Audio Binger. If you would like to be featured on Pro Mum or know someone who would, get in touch at ProMum.net.